Your habits truly make your day. And I have a morning routine. I have a night routine. I know exactly as far as like planning my day, how it's going to go. Because I feel like if you are intentional with every single minute of your time, then there's kind of no room to just get distracted or, you know, everything gets done that you've planned to do for the day because you have actually planned it and structured your day around that. You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hi, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch. And today we have an interview with a fellow entrepreneur, Kezia Bollinger. And Kezia is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She owns a graphic design business, a bestseller Etsy shop, and a coaching business. I'm so excited to chat with her because she offers a slightly different perspective to entrepreneurship than some of the other folks that we've chatted with. She's actually one of our first makers on the show, so it's super fun. And we talk about really the confidence that she had to develop in order to step full-time into entrepreneurship. She did it as a side hustle for quite a few years in corporate until after about four years, she decided to make it a full-time role. And we dig into, like I said, the confidence, the different fears she had, as well as the the fears that are most common with some of the other entrepreneurs that she coaches. So I'm really excited for you to listen in on this honest conversation that we have about what it's like on this entrepreneurship journey. Kezia, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait for this conversation. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so... What I really, where I like to start with a lot of entrepreneurs is really understanding your entrepreneurship journey. How did you get here? Your story? I feel like every story is a little bit different, our our stories into entrepreneurship. And I want to know a little bit about yours. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up with the mindset of entrepreneurship and business owning will never be for me. My mom owned a small business and I just watched her with the daily struggles. And I always just told myself like, that's never for me. I don't have what it takes. I'm just going to be a follower and I'll just live a comfortable, easy life doing climbing the corporate ladder. And that's just where I'll stay. And So after college, I got into marketing and just kind of to make some extra money, I started using my graphic design skills to make uh, stationery. And a lot of my friends were getting married, having babies, and they were like, oh, design me something or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, and they were like, you should make this a business. And that little girl popped back in and she was like, you can't do that. Like, you don't have what it takes to be a business owner. And so for years, I held off on creating Beck Designs because I didn't have the confidence in myself to be a business owner and to have what it takes to run and grow a business. So eventually I was like, all right, well, I can use some extra money, you know, as I'm climbing the corporate ladder. And I ended up starting Beck Designs in March of 2016. And I was absolutely terrified you know, all the things. And so fast forward a couple years, it was June of 2020. We were smacked up in the middle of the pandemic. And 
all things just aligned. Like I was working my corporate job, you know, doing the things. And I was just like, I really love this business owning thing. Like, I think I could do this full time. So I took the leap in June of 2020 to go full time with Beck Designs. And um, shortly after the next year in 2021, my business partner and I started Worth Women because there was a need in Augusta, Georgia for community and resources because we found that other women entrepreneurs were also struggling with the loneliness, needing resources to grow a business, and just having that community of women and understanding the verbiage and the struggles that we were all going through together. Um, so that's kind of what has led me to where I'm at now with Beck Designs and also Worth Women. That's amazing. Okay. I have a couple questions. I guess the first question I have for you is, so you were, you basically had a side hustle before it was a, such a big word out there in the world. How did you navigate that working full time? Did your company know? Did you keep it a secret? Like I'm so, and and this is not a judgmental way. I think there's probably a lot of people listening to the show who might be in the same spot where you are, where they have this, this something they're doing on the side, but they're, you know, they're learning how to navigate that while working a full-time job. I guess, how did you do that? And do you have any advice to, to listeners who might be doing that right now? Yeah, I so that the company I was working for, they did know about my side hustle and my boss was very supportive. And I think just the biggest piece of advice that I can give is, you know, if you have a passion and a purpose laid on your heart to do something, 100% explore that because you never know one where it could go. And two, just you just have to find the balance in doing what you're doing full time, and then also going forward with what you're doing for your side hustle. And if it means that much to you, then you have to pursue it. And it's not about having all your ducks in a row and knowing all the different things before you take the leap into full time entrepreneurship. Because as someone that's been doing this for six and a half years, you never figure that shit out. Like you just figure it out along the way. And I'm going to learn so many more things, you know, moving forward. But I think that's just the biggest piece of advice is just, you know, if it's, if it's on your heart, go after it. And it doesn't matter what you're doing at the time, just to keep pursuing it. Yeah. It's like little steps, little actions build confidence. And so you have to be willing to take like those little steps because then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I can do this. Okay. Which I guess is a great segue into my second question. So you mentioned that in your head, you were like, oh, I don't have what it takes. You saw your mom be a business owner. I, I'm curious what some of those thoughts were. And you're now, of course, you're on the other side, but like, was it what you thought it would be? Or were they fake fears and fake insecurities? I'm so curious. Definitely fake fears and fake insecurities, because I have realized that the thoughts that we tell ourselves truly determine how we show up and how we move forward in life. And there was no reason for me to have those thoughts. Like I had never even tried to be a business owner. So I don't know why I was telling myself I couldn't be one. It's like so obvious, but so not obvious. <laughs> right, right. And like with confidence, like you said, it's just having the courage to do hard things and then doing that hard thing, showing up, being consistent, and then adding something even harder next time. And I think it's just being on the other side of it now, like I am so comfortable doing the uncomfortable and I almost kind of crave it at this point because 
if I start to get a little too comfortable, I'm like, all right, what am I going to do in my life to switch things up and make it uncomfortable? How can I challenge myself? Because once you do it so many times, you know that you can do it again. And then you'll just keep challenging yourself to do something bigger and better. And before you know it, you're on the path to your dream life. Totally. So I'm curious, as your businesses have grown, have you ever, have you brought on any support, whether it's like freelance or contract or any sort of like employees to help you? Or are you still a a one woman show? I know you have a business partner, but I'm curious if you have any other team members or anything supporting the business. Um, Right now, it is still just me. Um, With Worth, it is so helpful to have a business partner. Um, So I think without Katie, I would not never be able to do that by myself. Um, With planning the conference that we had this year for Worth Women, we had a whole team behind us. So we had a a planner, videographer, you know, the whole nine yards there. Um, But as far as like full full time employees, it's just me right now. And I enjoy that part that will be changing very soon because the businesses are growing. Um, but for now it's just, it's been me and it's been great. Well, that's amazing. So one thing that I get a lot of are people or and own business owners who are a, a solopreneur who are starting to be on the verge of overwhelm or not really knowing what they need in their business or, or how to free up more space and time you know, you've been doing this for a while and being a solopreneur for so long, like how do you manage it all yourself? Like, do you have any tips or or tools or any advice you could give to the solopreneurs listening on how to actually get all the aspects of the business that need to get done, done? Absolutely. So the two biggest things that I can give advice on are set very strict and healthy boundaries and have a very good, I guess you could call it a habit system in place. Um, I have found that your habits truly make your day. And I have a morning routine. I have a night routine. I know exactly as far as like planning my day, how it's going to go. Because I feel like if you are intentional with every single minute of your time, then there's kind of no room to just get distracted or you know, everything gets done that you've planned to do for the day because you have actually planned it and structured your day around that. And so I think developing those healthy, those, those healthy and strict habits and boundaries, when it comes to boundaries, it's just knowing like if something comes up during the day or, you know, something unexpected, like you have to either say no or say yes. And also like the same thing with like relationships too, is just being able being able to say no. And that's really what boundaries are. Um, and so just staying true to what you've planned for the day and who you've allowed in your life and in your space around your business, because it can be very overwhelming as a solopreneur doing everything. But once you've got a good system in place, habits in place, boundaries in place, it becomes a lot easier when you know exactly how your day will go for the most part. Yeah, for sure. As you're, as you were sharing about boundaries, something came to mind. I'm curious your thoughts on, um, and I think, you know, the word boundaries is, is used a lot in the zeitgeist right now. And I was just thinking, you know, the way that you brought it up as like something comes in your day, what you say no to what you say yes to, I feel like part of setting boundaries is first defining how you say, how you make a choice. Like, 
when certain opportunities come your way, how do you look at it and what framework do you use for making a decision? I'm curious if you have anything like that in place for, for different things or opportunities or things that come your way or have, um, or just your thoughts on that in general. Yeah, absolutely. So in the very beginning, I would literally say yes to everything because, you know, you're starting out, you want all the opportunities. If any opportunity came your way, you said yes to, but as you grow and your prices increase, your clientele like changes you have the opportunity to really look at what is coming into your day and what is coming into your schedule and your business and evaluate what is going to be best for you and your time and your money. And sometimes, I mean, it's still hard saying no to things. There's things in my business I've said no to this year that I would have never said no to last year. But at the end of the day, I know based on my schedule for that month or for the weeks ahead, that that is not going to serve my time well. And I have to just be okay with not being a part of everything anymore. And knowing that what I am a part of serves me, my mental health and my business the best ways possible. So it's just getting, it's just getting okay saying no and letting some opportunities go, knowing that that time that you're saying yes to for yourself is going to be spent better for your business. And haven't you found, I mean, I did the same thing and I'm now being a lot more careful. I'm still figuring out uh, what things I want to say yes to. So I still find myself saying yes to stuff and being like, Ooh, like, two months in, like, Ooh, I really wish I would have said no to that. Um, but it's a part of learning and it, it is what it is. But now that I'm getting a little bit better, I have found that I used to be so fearful of like a lack mentality. Like I used to have a little bit of a, of a lack and fear-based mentality that like nothing was ever going to come to me again. If I said no, like I was, I was done. Like, no, I could never do that. And now I've found the best opportunities the right opportunities show up. Like, it's almost like I'm telling the universe, like I'm, I'm only saving room for these ideal things. And then all of a sudden the ideal things are like showing up and it's been a really, um, it's just been a cool thing to see happen in my business. Have you had the same experience? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's also like clients too. Like if a client says no to working with you, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like you start thinking about, like, what could I change? Could I change my pricing? Was it me? You know, kind of the same thing in a different avenue. And you're like, is anything, is, am, am I going to get another client? Because this person said no. And then before you know it, the next client that comes along will pay more for your service. They are a better experience altogether. And you just vibe with them. And it's just like you said, like the universe sends you exactly what you're supposed to have. And everything that doesn't happen for you wasn't ever meant for to happen to you to begin with. And it's just learning to accept that mindset of business because we're, we're going to get told no, we're going to say no to things. And like, there's just no fear around like what could have been because it wasn't supposed to be. Well, and you and I are in industries that one could say are very saturated, right? Um, where there's so many opportunities, it would be easy to go down the not enough or lack rabbit hole and it takes effort to 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 not stay in that place. Um, at least for me, especially when I'm seeing layoffs happening everywhere. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on that could cause fear, and so it takes some mindset work to to stay in that abundant mindset. Do what do you do to stay in that in that place? 
So mindset work has is actually what I help my clients with because I do one-on-one coaching as well. But with mindset work, it is it's a practice every single day. And it's recognizing when those thoughts are happening. One, if the thought that I'm thinking is even true. So like, where did it come from? And if it's a negative thought, then like, did I just make it up out of thin air? Did someone say that to me? And if it's one of those things, then I just immediately replace it with something that is positive or the opposite of what I'm thinking. And so it's just that practice of getting used to recognizing those fearful and negative thoughts about myself or my business that I'm like, no, like, that's not, that's not true. Like, I don't even know where that came from. And then like, what can I replace it with that will keep me moving forward and keep me in a positive place? Because I used to suffer severely with anxiety and just attaching to outcomes of things. And it's just releasing that control of kind of like what we were talking about of like what, like what we want in the moment or that client saying yes or whatever, and just being like, okay, like this is how it's going to be. This has nothing to do with me. Like I'm good. Like we're going to move forward. Something else better is coming for me. That's going to serve me better. I'm going to serve them better. And then we'll just go about our day. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like what, what you do is like take things at face value, like really like evaluate what happened, like the event for what it is, not the meaning that, that we make it. Um, I was working with a mindset coach, um, a few years ago for my health and, but so much of what we worked on together was like so relatable to everything else in life. And one of the things that stuck with me was asking a lot of what if questions. So like when I found myself in a negative spot or thinking something that, you know, was putting me down a negative rabbit hole, I would always just say, what if this wasn't true? What if the opposite was true? Like the what if game like helps me so much because from what I've read, a lot of like the, a lot of the brain science says that if you ask yourself, what if questions, your brain is going to search for the answer. So then it's like, you start kind of looking, going down a different path. And so that's what I do. Um, so listeners, if you're, if you're listening, maybe try that on next time, something you have a thought, you'd be like, what if that wasn't true? Or like, she'll, she even will, will use it in her business where she's like, like you look at your to-do list and it's like super, super long. And you're like, oh, I'm never going to get this done in it today, right? My Asana list has so many red marks on it right now. It's insane. But what she would do, she would gamify it and she'd be like, okay, I have 45 minutes. What if I got all of, like, what if I got half this list done in 45 minutes? And she would just get to work and she'd get half of the list done in 45 minutes. So it's just like, it's crazy what your brain can do. Yeah, it's like, I was really want to say the same thing. It's crazy what your mind will just trick you into thinking or try to steer you away from doing. And it's just like, wait a minute, like, I'm way more powerful than this. Like, turn it off and get to work. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned that you coach some clients, some clients um, and other business owners. What are some of the top things that they find the most challenging in their business or being a business owner? Like what things do they struggle with and what challenges do you hear come up most of the time? The biggest things that we, that we see a lot and I see a lot with my personal clients is confidence and mindset and comparison because a lot of our clients with worth and then my clients with my personal business, 
we're all women entrepreneurs and the space that we, that we live in is very, as you know, social media saturated and there's, it's easy to go down rabbit holes of comparison of either the way someone looks or the, how their business looks or how fast they're growing versus how fast we're growing. And there's just so many different avenues of comparison that lead back to their confidence and how they show up. And so those two things all coincide with mindset. And that is why I chose to go into the mindset and confidence field of coaching because it's it all starts with how you talk to yourself and how you think about yourself. And if you're confident in who you are and what you sell and how you show up, then there is no room for comparison. And not saying that you'll never compare yourself to anybody because that's, you know, as women, I feel like we do struggle with that, but you kind of have like an armor on against the comparison game because you are like those thoughts aren't just swirling around in your head and you are able to get yourself out of those rabbit holes like you talked about. And so just being able to help them you know, see themselves as unique as they are because everyone's business is unique. And that's another thing too, is people don't realize how like special and unique every person is and how their special their business is. Because just like if there's, I mean, there's multiple photographers that we work with, multiple um, interior designers that we work with, and you can easily compare yourself to other people in your field, but no one's photography style is the same. No one's interior design style is the same. Even if you have the same similar aesthetic, your process is going to be different than the girl down the street. And how you talk to your client is going to be different than her. Your personality is different. Every single thing like about your business as a whole is different than somebody else. And it's just playing onto the differences and really spotlighting what makes you unique and beautiful. And if you can do that and truly believe in what you're selling and the price you're selling it for, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so easy for us to say this. (laughs) It's like, I I giggle because I, I, oh yeah, we can preach it all day to the listeners. And then it's like, but in about 10 minutes, I'm going to like have this thought of like, shit, I'm never going to get another client again. How am I going to pay my bills? Like it uh, it goes up and down. Like it's never, it's never totally gone. I don't think. No. No, absolutely not. And that's where that practice comes in and consistently practicing every single day because it doesn't go away. Like there's still moments where I struggle with it, but I've gotten significantly better from the girl a year ago or especially five years ago. So yeah, no, it never goes away, unfortunately. It, it totally doesn't. <laughs> it gets better. And I guess I, I guess the, the waves aren't as big right? Like, yes, like yes. I always say you can't get too high in the highs and too low on the lows. Cause now like my waves are kind of little ripples at least, um, most days, um, <laughs> some days not, but, and that's what wine is for in girls nights. And, right. and it, it's just, yeah, it, it's a never ending, a never ending struggle for sure. Or I shouldn't say struggle and I shouldn't say never ending. Cause I don't want that to actually be true. It's just recognizing that's a part of it right? It's like none of these successful people are without this. It's just like they don't talk, talk they about learn it. To manage yeah, it. And they don't talk about it all the time. Um, so that's why we are so that you know that we all do it for sure. 
Yes. And I am all about the real talk. We, I just uh, had an episode on our podcast about just the realness of owning a business that people don't talk about. And it's not, I, I feel like movies and shows glamorize entrepreneurship, but they don't show the mental breakdowns and the anxieties and the, and the comparisons and the struggles and the, the confidence issues and the loneliness and the super high highs of business when you're like, all the clients are coming in, you're on a high. And then there's like slow seasons where you're struggling and you don't know where your next client's coming from and you're doubting everything and everyone. And then, you know, throw life experiences in it. Like I'm currently going through a divorce right now. And so you add that into the mix. Like, you know, like, like some women struggle with infertility issues. Like, so you add all that into owning a business and you're just like, you show up in like movies and shows and like, oh, this perfect life. And you show up in your, your perfect car and perfect house. And that's just, that's not how it is. Like, is, is it worth it? A thousand percent, but it's hard work and it's the hard road that we have chosen, but it's hard. It's also like, everything is hard. Like working a corporate job is hard. Like everything has its its version of, of hard for sure. And so you just have to figure out what version you like best. And I guess hard, maybe not be the right word, but there's, there's, it's not sunshine and rainbows all the time by any means, regardless of what you're choosing to do for your work. But you have to find to be an entrepreneur, you got to like you got to figure out a way to like some of the, the, the ups and downs or, or ride it a little bit better for sure. I'm sorry to hear that you're going through personal stuff. I, I also went through a divorce, but I was working in a corporate job and I would say that was also really hard. So, <laughs> Hey, I mean, we're just, we're resilient women. What I can mean, we say? It is what it is. Um, you just kind of get yeah. through it. Um, Awesome. Well, talk to us a little bit. So your events and stuff that you do, are they, I know you're in Georgia. Are they local? Are they virtual? Like if listeners want to connect with you um, and check out some events or, or what you're up to, how can they do that? Yeah. So we are actually having our last monthly event this month. Um, we're doing a little bit of a transition and pivot with worth to better serve the country as a whole. We started out here in Augusta two and a, two and a half, well, two years ago now, and it was very local women business owners, but now it has expanded over the last two years to a countrywide business and community. So we will will not be having any more in-person events, but we do have our podcast. We have a mastermind that we actually haven't even posted about yet. So this is the first time anybody's hearing about it. Uh, We have a a mastermind that we'll be launching in early August. Um, And so we just, we wanted to better serve women from all across the country in the best ways possible and what is most convenient for, for them. Because as you know, everyone's schedule is busy and we're being pulled 20 different directions. So we wanted to meet them where they were at and in the best way possible and supply the, the best value. Amazing. So Awesome. Well, we'll link everything in the show notes to where where listeners can follow you and, and learn more about everything. And, and that's amazing. I'm really, um, I'm excited to watch um, the success and, and the growth because um, we always need more you know, groups like you guys supporting each other and bringing people together. That's the most important thing, right? Because once you're, when you surround yourself with like-minded people, it's so much easier to get through different things that happen in life and in business. So that's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a fun journey and just being able to meet women from all over the country. And like you said, just having that community is 
so beneficial. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we shared some honest and raw stuff with listeners. Um, So thanks for being vulnerable. I really appreciate it. And it was so lovely to meet you. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. Your business needs strategic people leadership much earlier than you think. And lucky for you over at People Principles, we've got you covered. We have launched some fractional head of people services where you can get a fractional head of people for a monthly retainer to help support you in managing the people side of your business. Perhaps you need more intense stuff where maybe you need some processes built out from scratch. You need to implement a performance review process, a handbook, a employee feedback survey. There's so many different things that you need. Well, I guess not so many, eight core things you need in your business and we can build it out for you. So go check out our fractional head of HR and people operations services at peopleprinciples.co.